Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 of Mock Trials and Tribulations. If you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Bianca. I am a business and immigration attorney in Massachusetts with my own practice. I basically started this podcast because I wanted to share my story and my journey from you know, law school to lawyer, and I like to share some had I known then what I know now wisdom with people on social media. So I hope you'll follow along for the shenanigans on um, Instagram at Attorney Bianca. So let's get into today's show. Um, this is actually a topic that I wanted to talk about for a while, but um, life pretty much got in the way. As you guys know, I have my own practice that I'm growing, and I also do compliance work for an organization in Massachusetts. So I've, you know, for the whole year, I've had to balance all of these jobs. And um, the past few weeks have just been like super busy, um, but not really a productive busy. Um, My law firm really recently turned three. So I've been um, reflecting a lot on, you know, where I came from, like, from episode one, where I pretty much told you guys everything I went through to where I am now is like night and day. And so just reflecting on how far I've come and what else I want to do. Um, One of my goals that I told you guys for 2017 was that I want to do more public speaking. I want to, particularly, I said that I wanted to take some public speaking courses. I haven't been able to do that, but I have um, I guess inadvertently been practicing on my public speaking anyway because I've had a lot of media gigs. I've appeared on a lot of um, local radio stations to discuss immigration issues. And most recently this week, I was invited as a speaker to speak to the Haitian Women's Association in Boston, where I basically gave a talk about immigration issues that are affecting the Haitian community. And they loved me so much that they've invited me to come speak at their annual conference in October. Um, They do a lot of domestic violence work as well, and they would like me to come speak at their domestic violence conference in October, which is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And there I will be discussing the challenges at the intersection of domestic violence and immigration law. So I'm super excited about that. So even though I haven't officially been taking public speaking classes like I wanted to this year I've basically just been you know like jumping over that and going right into the public speaking gigs so I've been really busy doing that stuff I'm in the process of planning a couple of office open houses in August of this year so um, I've done them in the past but the ones that I've done in the past have been in the winter months and you know with my luck, it's always snowed a lot the day before or the night before having my event. So my turnouts haven't been as great as I would like them to be because, you know, who wants to trek out in, you know, a couple feet of snow? Certainly not me. So I totally understand people not showing up because they have to dig out and, you know, shovel out their driveways or, you know, wait for the bus or whatever. So I'm trying this out in the summertime to see how that works. And 
depending on how great the, the, the two events that I have in August go, I might try making this a monthly thing. Because as a reminder, I became an attorney because I really want to help um, low-income people gain access to the legal profession. I did not want to go into big law. I still do not want to go into big law. I became an attorney to help people that otherwise wouldn't have access to the legal profession. So it's very important to me that I still am able to provide pro bono services to people in the community. Um, so I really want to try to have these open houses at least once a month where people can come just come in and ask me a legal question and um, get some legal help if they need it um, free of charge. So I'm doing that this month and other than that I'm just counting down to my birthday which is in about a month. Um, shout out to all my September Virgos. So I've just been busy the past few weeks but again like I said not a really productive, busy. Um, so I really need to do what the title of this episode says, and I really need to reclaim my time. Um, shout out to Auntie Maxine for that. If you, you know, have been living under a rock and have no idea what reclaiming my time means, please, like when you're done listening to this episode, Google reclaiming my time and get your life. Um, it's pretty, um, it's a pretty great thing to watch um, and you know and it's so on time because I like I said I have not been making the best use of my time lately um, in a perfect world like a couple months ago when I felt like my life made sense and it was actually in order and on track like I would wake up in the morning and you know work out in the gym for maybe like half an hour 45 minutes and then I go to work, and then um, after work I'd either go to spin class depending on the day, or you know I, I would work out again in some capacity, or um, if I had a client meeting I'd do that, or if I had legal work to do I would do that. I had somewhat of a schedule for my days, um, and then I'd kind of go to bed and do the same thing again the next day. And the past few weeks I just haven't been able to. If I'm being honest, I haven't really been able to get back on track with anything in my life since I came back from Paris in May. I took my mom to Paris for Mother's Day, and ever since we got back, I've struggled to get back on track with, like, everything. Like, before we went to Paris, I was, like, my diet was on point. Like, every day was, like, you know, a protein shake or oatmeal and hard-boiled eggs for breakfast and, like, snack with some Greek yogurt and I drank a ton of water a day, and every day for lunch I had a spinach and or kale salad, sometimes with grilled chicken, and like I was like on it, and actually was able to lose nine pounds between April when I started this, and um, I think the first week in June, I can't even remember, and then, you know, in between all that though, I went to Paris, and you know, had croissants and started drinking coffee again which I hadn't done in months so it's been really hard for me to just get back on track with the diet and exercise but last night during box last night during boxing class I realized like I really need to get my life together because um that class was so challenging like I just felt so lethargic so out of shape so tired and 
I'm not here for that. So that's not living my best life. So I really need to like get my stuff back together and get back on track with the diet and exercise stuff. But um, more importantly, I just really need to manage my time better. Um, and the past few weeks, I've really been thinking about this a lot because um, like currently all of my friends are miserable with like something in their life. Uh, my best friend hates her job. She's hated her job for um, over a year, but she's still there. Um, my fiance lost his job again a couple months ago. So he's actively looking for work, um, which is also a frustration in and of itself. My other best friend also hates her job, but she's hated her job for like, it's gotta be, if it hasn't been 10 years yet, it's approaching. And now that she has a kid, she feels like she can't really make any like changes. She has to just suck it up and stay there because, well, you know, I need health insurance. And, um, I'm not really miserable about anything right now. Um, but I have kind of been like in a weird funk and I can't really explain like why, like what in my life is causing said funk. But, um, one thing I've kind of been struggling with lately is that, um, someone I went to high school with, we were in, we did freshman year together in high school and she recently passed away apparently from a heart attack. Um, we weren't really close. We literally just had freshman year together. I think I had French class with her because if I remember correctly, like all the Haitian kids had French because I mean, easy A, that's literally why I took French. And, you know, I, as I'm an immigration attorney now, I regret the fact that I, took French in high school because um, I wish I had learned Spanish and I didn't want to take Spanish because, well, I already speak Creole and I already know French, so I'm going to do the easy stuff so that I can get an easy A. And I got A's all through honors, you know, French in high school. And I took the SAT2 in French and tested out of taking a language in college at all. So I didn't have to take a language, so I didn't. And that's one of my biggest regrets about college is that I wish that instead of taking, um, instead of testing out of the language requirement, I wish I had taken Spanish because that's something that I totally would have stuck with and definitely would be useful to me now in my career. Whereas with French, it's not. I mean, um, I don't really use French a lot. And as such, I'm starting to lose it. Like literally the last time I spoke French consistently was when I went to Paris for a week in May and I haven't really used it since then, but I digress. So this girl, um, we literally just had freshman year together and then she left my high school after freshman year. Um, and I didn't really talk to her since then. Um, her little brother was friends with my little brother. So every now and then I'd see her little brother, but I never really spoke to her, never really talked to her. We weren't friends. We were barely even acquaintances, but um, she passed away a couple of weeks ago and her death has kind of been bugging me weirdly because like I said, we weren't even that close. But um, just knowing, I guess, that somebody the same age as you 
has just passed away from a heart attack is unnerving, I guess. Um, apparently what happened to her was that she woke up, felt like crap, went to work anyway, and when she was at work, she just gradually started um, just feeling worse. And, you know, by the time she was like, okay, something's up, and an ambulance was called, like, she didn't even make it to the hospital. She died in the ambulance. And um, so I've just been thinking a lot about just that lately. Like, how many times do we do things that, you know, like, we're, we take... I feel we take time for granted, you know, like she probably woke up that day thinking like, yeah, I don't really feel like the best, but like, I'm just going to go to work. I'll be fine. I'll like go to the doctor tomorrow if this doesn't go away or whatever, or I'll just, you know, like, I'll just, yeah, this is happening, but I'll take care of this tomorrow or whatever. Like how many times do we always do that? Even in the case of my friends who are miserable with work right now, like my best friend who hate their jobs, um, one of them has hated her job about, she started hating her job about a month after she got the job, but she felt like she needed to suck it up and deal with it because one of her friends helped her get that job. So she wanted to make sure that she was still a great reference. Over a year later, she's still in that job, even more miserable, like for a variety of reasons. My other friend who um, has hated her job for almost a decade um, is also still at her job and she's even more paralyzed at making any type of career move or anything because she has her kid and she's afraid of like doing anything that will disrupt her ability to have health insurance for him. And um, I just, like on the one hand, I'm very, you know, do what makes you happy. Like you, above anything else, you definitely have to do that. But I also understand, like, the situation that they're in. My friend who's hated her job since last year, before getting that job, she, she'd been unemployed for two years. So I totally get her reluctance to just be like, okay, well, this job sucks, but let me go back on the market or let me go, you know, let me quit this job while I figure out what I want to do. Like, I totally understand that, you know, not everybody does that and or not not everybody can do that and um and I really hate when you know certain podcasters are like well if you hate your job just quit just leave and it's like um well Sally Mae isn't gonna pay herself last I checked so there is something to be said for sometimes having to do what you gotta do but at the end of the day though life is too short to not be doing what makes you happy and what brings you joy um, literally life is too short. Tomorrow is not promised to us. Like you, there's just, it's, it's just not like, and I really, really hope that people are out here, like, especially if you hate your job or you hate, you know, the relationship that you're in or something like, think about why, like, what is it about your job that you hate? What is it about your relationship that you don't like? And figure out, you know, what you actually do want. Because the other piece of the puzzle for a lot of my friends are that they're frustrated and hate their jobs, but they don't know why. They don't know what else they'd rather do. They just know that they don't want to be where they are. And I've said this time and time again, if you don't know what you want, you'll never get it. 
It's not enough to say, I hate my job and I want to quit. I want to leave. Well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. Well, then you're not going to get it. And that's why you're going to be stuck. But if you know definitively that you hate your job because you hate your hours, then when you're looking for another job, then you're going to make sure that you're not finding or applying for jobs that have the same hours that you hate. Um, my last job, I liked it when I first started. So, I mean, first of all, I had this, I got this job after quite a few months of being unemployed, because if you remember the job I had before that laid me off. So here I am unemployed, running out of severance money, about to get kicked off of unemployment. And, you know, I applied for a job that I definitely absolutely wanted because I definitely wanted to, um, do more compliance work. So that wasn't, you know, I didn't just take this job because I was desperate and needed when I actually wanted it. And, um, during my interview, I was told that my hours would be seven to three and I hate waking up that early for things, but I was like, whatever, seven to three actually works out for me because then I can work out at night or then I can meet with clients in the afternoon or whatever. So I sucked it up for a year and woke up at like five to make sure I got to work for seven because I was taking the train. And if you're from Boston, you know just how reliable um, the MBTA is. So I did what I had to do for a year, but over time, um, the commute started to get to me and the cost of the commute started to get to me. It was costing me about $400 a month just to get to work. Um, so I was like, something's got to give. Because, and I took the train because the other option was um, driving to work. I drive a stick shift car. Traffic to work would have been horrendous. I would be basically in a parking lot for an hour and 20 minutes a day. So I chose to pay to take the train for an hour and 10 minutes a day. And I figured, okay, well, at least I can read and I can catch up on emails and I can be productive. On, you know, I can reclaim my time on the train. I can't do any of that stuff when I'm driving in my car. So that's how I reasoned with it. But over time, I was like, I'm paying 400 bucks a month just to get to and from work. And that's not okay. So when I, you know, and then when work started to really shift for the worse, I was like, okay, so I'm looking for a job that, you know, is a little bit more stable where people aren't constantly getting laid off. I want a job that's closer to home, preferably one that I can drive to so that I'm not spending 400 bucks a month on public transportation. So that's what I got with my current job. Um, and so it's really important for you to know what you want out of life so that you can get it. But for me, something that I've been really just thinking about, um, in light of my classmates passing is this notion that we really do need to um, cherish time more. Like stop doing things that are a waste of your time. Don't do things that don't make you happy. I mean, within reason, because, because again, the reality is we have to work. You know, to borrow words from DJ Khaled, it costs money to eat and do a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that, you know, money is not important and money doesn't bring happiness, but I really want people to just 
focus on doing the things that make you happy. And if work is not one of those things right now, if you have to stay at a job that you can't stand because you have obligations, find something outside of work that brings you joy. For example, I have a summer garden. Every summer, my mom and I have um, a garden, and this is our third iteration of it. And if you're curious about, you know, what it looks like and what kind of things we grow, you can check out the Bianca and Nadia's garden hashtag on Instagram, and you'll see a whole bunch of pictures of um, some of the things that we grow. Like this year, we're growing spaghetti squash and 50 million different types of peppers. We've got island bell peppers, which are purple. We've got regular green bell peppers, red bell peppers, yellow bell peppers, um, gypsy peppers. We've got chocolate, uh, chocolate sprinkles, which are um, like tomatoes. We've got just a whole bunch of different produce. You've got blue potatoes, red potatoes, regular potatoes. We've got Haitian sweet potatoes that my mom got um, on her last trip to Haiti. We've also got um, regular American sweet potatoes. So we've got a lot of different, um, we've got a lot of different produce that we're growing this year. And um, in years past, we've grown the things and we've kind of just split the produce with um, our friends and family. But this year, um, I want to sell some of the produce and donate a portion of the proceeds to some entrepreneurs that we've invested in in Haiti. So um, one in particular is a young man who my mom invested $40 into. And with that $40, he started, you know, um, he started a side hustle that enabled him to eventually um, buy some seeds with which he started a small garden by renting a plot of land from somebody and the garden grew so much and he was selling and making so much money on that produce that he ended up buying land um ended up buying the land and a little bit more and turning it into a farm and he makes so much from that that um he's now been able to um hire other people to help him work the land work the like work everything on the land like you know he has a lot of he's growing a lot of plantains and um he's growing mangoes and sweet potatoes and beans and peas like he grows a lot of stuff and um I mean if you've ever had a garden or you know a farm you know how much work goes into doing all this stuff so he's been able to now you know, hire all these people in the area to help him with that. And similarly, my mom was able to, um, similarly, my mom was able to invest in a young woman or not, well, a woman who has kind of since become like an extra mom to me. And um, she was able to get money to start a small convenience store. And the profits from her convenience store have been so great that she's been able to um, loan another woman money to start her own convenience store. So I am all about, um, like entrepreneurship on a global scale. And so I really want to be able to take some proceeds from our summer garden this year and reinvest it back into 
these young people or possibly, you know, another person to keep this going. So um, that's a way in which I reclaim my time on the week. I do this um, on Saturdays and Sundays. My mom takes care of it Monday through Friday, and I'm there on Saturdays and Sunday um, just tending to it. So, um, you know, and that's kind of my recharge, and, you know, it kind of brings me joy to see everything, you know, from we planted a lot of stuff, like, from seeds, so to see them, you know, start from seeds to get to where they are now is really great. So, you know, I, to recap, I don't want this podcast to go on too long, but I just feel like it is very, very important for us to respect our time and to cherish our time because it's non-negotiable. We're not going to get this time back. Once you use it, that's it. It's gone. Um, And not to be morbid, but like you will never be as young as you are right now listening to this podcast. And um, you really need to cherish that and not take time for granted. Nothing is promised to us. Tomorrow is not promised to us. And so if you're in a situation that you hate, do everything in your power to get out of it. Figure out what it is you really want in life. Figure out what really brings you joy and work towards doing that. I'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight or tomorrow, but make the decision to try. Make the decision to reclaim your time. Um, for me personally, Reclaiming my time right now means staying on task, staying on schedule, um, not wasting so much time on, you know, social media or reality TV or whatever. Um, if I tell myself that I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z between eight and 10, making sure that I'm actually doing X, Y, Z between eight and 10. And then once 10 o'clock hits, moving on to the next thing, regardless of whether I'm done with it or not, staying on task and only um, doing those things, Um, not staying at work late anymore. The past few weeks, I've been staying at work until seven o'clock sometimes, which has either impacted my ability to go to the gym or impacted my ability to get some work done for my law firm. Um, And speaking of the gym, I haven't gone to like CrossFit in a couple weeks And that needs to change, even though CrossFit kind of scares me because um, I haven't really gone consistently in a year. And then I started up again about a month ago, but I've only been able to go twice because of either work stuff or laziness, to be honest. So I'm just trying to get back on track with everything in life, trying to go back to my morning workouts, trying to go back to my healthy eating, trying to go back to just reclaiming my time. And that's pretty much what I want you guys to take from this. Um, If you guys have any thoughts or questions or feedback or anything about this episode or any of my other episodes, Definitely, I love hearing from you, um, and I appreciate all the emails that I've gotten from you guys. A few of you guys have reached out to me on Instagram, and I've answered your questions there. I know I've been saying for months that I need to do like a Q&A episode, and I really do want to, but like I said, I've just been super busy um, and also super mismanaging with my time, so hopefully I do 
get to do that for you guys soon because I've gotten a lot of great questions about law school, um, college, career questions. Like I've gotten a lot of great questions from you guys and I'm always humbled that you guys actually care about what I have to say. So I definitely want to make sure that I'm answering your questions um, and sharing the questions and answers that I've already, you know, given. So um, you can shoot me an email at hello at attorneybianca.com and you can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm also um, Attorney Bianca on Instagram. So I hope you guys liked this episode and I hope to talk to you guys soon.